Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are taking a departure from Jane Austen and David Lynch. And we're jumping into some scary movies. Because today is Halloween. Yeah, this is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I had the... I would say I was gonna say sudden urge, but it didn't just happen. But lately, I've had the urge to watch that movie, and I usually I mm. used to not like that movie because that style of animation made me feel very dirty. <laughs> you I don't you know have why. A tendency to feel dirty <laughs> for certain things, <laughs> like that style and like Coraline. Because my youngest sister, um, she was really into like scary things when she was like really little, and Coraline was like her uh-huh. favorite movie when she was four. So I watched mm. Coraline a hundred billion times and just the way some of the characters are so greasy and gross <laughs> i love it my um yeah. nephew hates Coraline. he thinks it's scary <laughs> it is kind of scary i remember the first time i watched it i was like oh my god she's only four she <laughs> i mean he also thinks coco is scary oh, he's no. just got like some weird <laughs> coco is <ideas>. coco is <laughs> precious and cute and amazing i know i love them both and i don't think either of them are scary but when i was a little kid (laughs) my sister thought peewee's big adventure was terrifying (laughs) because of large march (laughs) so (laughs) sometimes all it takes is just like one slight bad experience like one character (laughs) that is just slightly even if it's just like point one point scarier than the rest of them to freak a kid out yes that's all it takes agreed I've always liked scary stuff, although mm. I don't love scary stuff anymore. But it's not that I don't <laughs> like scary stuff. I say it all the time, that anytime we do something scary, but like, mm-hmm. I just don't like to be scared mm. when I'm by myself. <laughs> I get that. No, I think I used to not like scary things at all when I was a kid. Like, I remember a lot of uh, like kid shows that were like creepy kid shows would give me nightmares. Uh, but at some <laughs> point, it like, completely did a 180 where i started to love scary movies and got really into them Mm -hmm. um, especially like in high school um and i still love them to this day (laughs) but i feel like for me the true crime stuff is a lot scarier than scary movies because it's real (laughs) true true but i feel like it's just as sensationalistic Mm -hmm. because people will get so hung up on like oh my god we're all millions of killers and it's like well you know, most murders are by people who they know. It's very oh, yeah. Dumb. There's like a, for <laughs> I would say a majority of it, it's like very formulaic where you can kind of, yeah. if, you know, if people really cared and we had the capacity, <laughs> we could really probably predict a lot of them. But <laughs> yeah. But um. oh, okay. oh, sorry. I was just I was thinking back uh, when you were talking about creepy kid stuff. Mm-hmm. It was reminding me that. My first favorite show, looking back on it now, it was a very creepy show. But, <laughs> well, I mean, I loved Pee-wee's, Big, Pee-wee's Playhouse, but um, bef- even before that, my first favorite sh- TV show was Bozo the Clown. Ooh. I can't even remember what. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> it was some like public TV. It was on PBS, mm-hmm. but I think it came out of like, Chicago. And I-, I don't even know if it was called Bozo the Clown. I've looked mm-hmm. it up before, but it had... Um, bozo and then another clown Mm -hmm. which it's just funny to me that people find clowns so creepy and that was like (laughs) (laughs) and then you'd play the grand prize game in which you try to throw a ping pong ball into um, a series of buckets Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. I feel like there is kind of a trend of like growing up and being like, oh, this kid's thing is like when you kind of think about it from like an adult lens, it's kind of creepy. Like Teletubbies can kind of be creepy <laughs> a little bit. But um, what was I going to say? There was. Oh, um, but what I was thinking earlier was I feel like later in life, there are like two different directions people go in with scary movies i feel like as you get older you either don't like you kind of a little bit retreat from them just because like you're older you kind of understand more so than you did when you were a teenager that you know killers do exist and these things could happen to anyone blah blah blah. or (laughs) on the other end you're like well this is a part of life and I'm just going to uh, (laughs) indulge myself in (laughs) the story and the scariness and being scared. Yeah. Also, I feel like it has to do with how well you can like kind of distance. Oh, sorry. How well you can kind of like, um, I don't know if it's distance Mm -hmm. or like separate yourself from Mm -hmm. the stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause like if I watch gore or whatever, Mm -hmm. I, I, I won't pass it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here it comes. I've had, um, you know, I have this tendency to like pass out or throw up when people tell me about their injuries, mm. but also watching them on scary movies can also give me the same feeling, <laughs> which is so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's so annoying. <laughs> I think that's very real, though. I think a lot more people than we realize have that reaction to gore. Um, I just i don't like seeing it because i'm like i just i don't need to see it i could uh you can tell me what <laughs> happens and i'll just be like okay i can imagine it's gross <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the gore so much as sorry if you can hear mansfield shark in the background <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> i can't hear him at all okay good <laughs> it's not the gore for me as much as just the like the injuries that people are mm. receiving mm-hmm. cooper leave it alone <laughs> Cooper, you're confusing it. Come here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the? Do you have you? Do you watch a lot of um, Japanese horror movies? I've seen a couple. I saw like um, what the original, like the what the Grudge is based on, like the original one. Uh huh. And I feel like there was one more that I saw, but I know that that's sort of like. It's very like stylistic and it has, it's basically like a genre of its own. And I mean, there's like definitely like one infamous, I believe it's Japanese. Uh, is it Audition? Oh, that's the one I was going to talk <laughs> yeah. about because that's the one that I actually was like, I think I'm going to throw up. I really <laughs> yeah. think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, it's definitely like one of the most like, like horrifying, gory, definitely like the most like, whoever made it was like, this is going to, make people feel the worst they've ever felt in their life. I've not seen it yet, but I've definitely have heard about scenes and stuff from it. And the other day when I was looking for scary movies to watch, uh, Apple TV has like levels that you can go to. And so there was like level one through four and like level one is like beginners, whatever, whatever. But like level four was like, basically like this is going to change the way your psyche operates. And Audition was, like, the first one. And I was like, I can't. Really? I want to watch it, but I can't bring myself to watch it by myself. (laughs) I definitely didn't watch it by myself. (laughs) I definitely didn't watch it by myself. But I, there was, like, I think it was, like, I guess 
early 2000s mm-hmm. or late 90s, Bravo used to always do like a countdown of the scariest Oh, I love movies. a countdown. Me too. They still make them sometimes. Like, I think I watched one on Shudder last year and I was like, uh. oh, I love it. <laughs> but um, back then I used to actually try to watch some of the movies. <laughs> and so I always knew audition. People were like, oh, audition Ugh. is so scary. But honestly, it was like, there's just like a lot of torture that happened yeah, in it. Yeah, it's like a... And so that's really what got me because like I just, if I imagine people's pain, mm-hmm. uh, it makes me feel it and then it makes me like shut down. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like the, the you know, a lot of the times it's called like torture porn or like torture flicks. Like those, that genre to me, like what really kind of gets to me about those, the good ones is like, the the actors are very good about like the invoking the feeling of like helplessness it makes me feel like very like i'm in that situation and i'm like starting to panic um like the (laughs) saw movies i've only seen like the first two because i was like i don't need to see anymore (laughs) or Mm. like uh i think it's called like hostile i never watched hostile but you know i know a lot (laughs) about it I've seen quite a few of those. I don't really get as bad of a feeling mm. with those. I just turn, I like have to shut my eyes a yeah. lot. And I, they kind of like get stuck in your brain and you're like, I don't want to think yeah. about that movie. But those, those movies are the ones that make me feel dirty. <laughs> oh, so 100%. 100%. <laughs> I just, I, I gravitate more towards definitely like monster flicks. I love a good monster flick. Um, like like uh-huh. a Lake Placid or something like that. Or even uh-huh. like when we did The Meg. I mean, it's not really a scary movie, but it's kind of like a monster. Yeah. It's like a scary action. Yeah. Kind of. I like a, mon- I like a monster I like movie. A, I like a really good one that they, even even though like. Even like Halloween. Oh, I, or, yeah. You know, oh, I feel like there's. Friday the 13th. There's something very <laughs> special about like the originals of those franchises because they felt so indie and were so like it felt like you were in the movie especially with friday the 13th i felt like that was so scary to me even though it was like a little 80s cheesy (laughs) i feel like i have seen the original friday the 13th but that's definitely the series i'm least familiar with i don't know why i just never Mm. really watched that one but nightmare on elm street was definitely (laughs) it was very much of its time like very popular yeah that was like (laughs) when i was in sixth grade i got it i started reading Stephen King, but mm-hmm. I also <laughs> my friend in class gave me a book with the um I don't what do you call it like a move it's a movie but then they turn it into a book um, oh I know what you're talking about but uh, I can't remember what it's called there's a word for it I can't remember it right now um I'm sure students were done with the podcast <laughs> like, come to oh, of course but yeah so Nightmare on Elm Street the first three i think well at least the first one i read before i ever saw it <laughs> oh, i feel like reading it would be even more terrifying <laughs> i don't know i i can read i really like reading scary stuff i do too and i'm much better about that than watching <laughs> maybe i'm just not as good of a visualizer as <laughs> you know just watching the stuff on tv uh, well, I feel like I could totally see from like reading it from that viewpoint, it kind of feels like you're in control whether other than like seeing it in a movie, which it's like, it's playing out in front of you. You can't control yeah. like, you know, in a way, like it feels like you're kind of just viewing something, but I feel like with books, the double-edged sword for me is like 
my imagination takes over and it's like, okay, well, let's just make it the worst that it, it's describing. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> it's describing, it's the worst possible version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just that you can like kind of close a book and look up at a moment's mm. notice without any issue, yes. you know? Yeah. It feels and, more fake in a way, quote unquote. Yeah. And I'm probably more likely to read during the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, do you um do you remember the first scary movie you ever watched? Oh. Or at least like maybe like the first two or three that come to mind from like the er- earliest memories of it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws three. <laughs> <laughs> Which we covered on a previous episode. <laughs> and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, although that's not scary at all. Um, to me, you know, I, I don't know because I mean, I watched a lot of those kids movies that people mm. now can think of as scary, like Never Ending Story or Labyrinth, mm-hmm. but they're not really scary. Yeah. And I don't think I was ever scared by them as a child, mm-hmm. but I definitely remember Jaws and Freddy Krueger and Jason mm. being like specters that hung over yes. my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see that. I think. But, you know. There's a certain point where, you know, I was like, oh, I got to watch The Exorcist, which mm-hmm. definitely became one of my favorite scary movies. Yeah, I've not seen it, which is kind of crazy. You haven't? Think, oh, my God. Well, because I feel like, you know, everyone. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> you know, everyone who is like, a lot of people have the opinion that it's like the scariest movie ever made, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like because it was made, was it early 90s or late 80s? The Exorcist, it was in the 70s. Oh, it was in the 70s? I don't know why I thought it was more recent. Um, I feel like because it was made so long ago, like, I get really taken out of things if, like, special effects are not great or if it looks a little bit cheap. But you've never seen it because the special effects are fine. I think, I, I think uh, unconsciously, I've been putting it off because I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed because it's been so hyped up. But mm. I do, I, I want to watch it one day. Josh will definitely not watch oh, it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> He refused to watch the movies we're doing today, and they were not scary to me. But <laughs> it's so funny because he'll watch scary TV shows exactly. all the time. He watches he hates a scary. He watches movie. a TV show called Evil. <laughs> it's which is pretty scary. Yeah. I've seen that one. It's definitely scary. yeah. So he's weirdo. The Exorcist. You've got to watch. It I know. Is I know. So, oh, you know what? No, I just remembered my first scary movie. Ooh, okay. Poltergeist. Oh, that's a good one, though. I love that movie too. That was definitely when I watched young. Cause I feel like that's kind of like baby's first scary mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, you know, it's like, it is kind of scary, but like, it's not like they're trying to like kill you with the scary. Yeah. And it was definitely scary to me as a kid, but also like the family was so like my family. <laughs> like, I totally get that. The parents smoking pot. And- <laughs> Who was the creepy little girl in your house? <laughs> <laughs> well, she was the long blonde mm. hair little youngest child. So. Of course, she would be the there here girl. That's such a, yes. you know, that's kind of a great first scary movie. And especially like looking back, like how like the movie, the making of was kind of a little bit like haunted with all the stuff that happened during it. So that's such a cool first movie scary movie yeah well what about you did you tell me your favorite i mean your first um i don't remember exactly which one was my first but it's between two of them it's between um the first chucky and uh uh, jeepers creepers Mm. which jeepers creepers 
is a hundred percent super scary to me. <laughs> it's so really because I remember watching that movie and being like, "This is such a dumb." Movie. But I was older. I was a lot. Oh yeah. Older I mean, I looking it. back, I could watch it now and be like, "This is so li-. like it's you know it's lame." But <laughs> back then, like the monster itself, and I think it's the end of the first one where like the final shot is like a person who he's stolen their eyes. So it's like their eyes are missing and there's blood all over their face. It was so scary. And then (laughs) Chucky completely like that's, I think is what really gave me nightmares. And that is like kind of what made me be like, no more scary movies ever again. Until I got older. (laughs) I've, I don't think I've, I mean, I've watched Chucky, but it was really Mm -hmm. more once I was like in my twenties, I don't think I ever watched it as a kid. I was remembering also one that would come on HBO a lot mm-hmm. when I was younger. It was <laughs> The Gate. Oh, which I've heard of it. I remember it felt very scary when I like when I was a kid, but I definitely remember watching it later mm-hmm. and being like, I think this movie is actually funny. <laughs> or It's definitely not scary like I thought it was. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it maybe I can see the cover art and I would know what it is. There was a movie called Pulse. That's uh-huh. well, I think it was Stephen King where like electronics would come alive. Mm-hmm. And I definitely remember the garbage disposal um, trying to <laughs> eat someone's yeah. hand or maybe killing someone. I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> that was a, a long fear of mine is trying to get something out of the garbage disposal and then it coming on. What's the worst? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've seen it in a couple movies and I'm like, it's, it can happen to anyone. I can't do I know. it. When you stick your hand down there, it's like, I don't think this would actually hurt me. even. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would probably get stuck and you would just have like a lot of cuts. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Shining? Oh, yes. I love The Shining. That, that was one. probably like my first foray into like, I would call it like psychological horror where it's not necessarily about uh-huh. like monsters and blood and gore. It's more about like people going crazy and things happening, but not being explained. I love that. That's movie. kind of the exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like I would like the exorcist too. So I need to. Oh my God. You, I think it. you would like it. It's really such a good movie. Just like, it's very scary, but it's mm-hmm. not like really jump scares. It's definitely more like a creeping kind of unnerving scariness they they came out when i was like in my 20s with a updated version like but took a bunch of like a few scenes that had been cut out Mm. and put them back in and i I definitely remember us going to see that at the theater (laughs) (laughs) that's cool there was definitely a a new creepy scene that i think must have looked bad when they first did Mm. it and then they maybe um, like remastered it a little bit or something yeah yeah, I'll I'll watch it very soon just because it feels like it's the time <laughs> to watch it. I've put it off for so long, so I'll need to get into it. But before we get to our two movies today, <laughs> I have one more question. Do what is like either the scariest movie you've ever seen or like top two scariest movies you've ever seen? Scariest or favorite scary? <laughs> I would say one that like it felt like it made an impression on you, like you felt a little like too scared <laughs> you were like oh god did i really watch that mm-hmm. i'm trying to think if there's one that i haven't already mentioned it could be one that you already mentioned why don't you go first okay. so i can think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no um i would say gosh the first one that comes to mind is sinister which is uh it's really good 
and it has Ethan Hawke in it, who's really great. But there's like mm. this aspect of the if you've never seen it. Oh, I've heard of that one. It's yeah, it's good. It's really scary though. Um, there's like this one aspect of it that involves like almost like snuff film kind of stuff where it looks really real. They did a really good job of making it look very real and very scary and kind of unexpected. And that always like made me feel so like uneasy, so gross, give me shivers. And it was, I was one of those movies where I watched it and I was like, it's going to be a a while before I watch this again. (laughs) I don't know if I can take it. That was definitely one of them. (laughs) It's just making noises. I would say the other one would be probably, I was going to say the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I think, Mm. yeah, I'm going to go with that one, the original, because talk about dirty, that house was Uh, nasty, 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 nasty. And it looks so real because it's like very low budget from the 70s, like the way they shot it, like they did all their own stunts and stuff like that. It feels very much like you're almost watching like, like a, real life documentary it feels very gross but I, I do love that movie yes i will agree that that one is probably at the very top of my list of just scary movies mm-hmm. like it feels like it's kind of like you know how firewalk with me kind of had that like immersive feeling like you were a part yes. of it i feel like texas chainsaw massacre kind of makes you feel like oh i'm in texas yes <laughs> I'm, in this heat. I'm with these people and it's terrible because i feel like I've watched some documentaries on the making of it, and it was like, I mean, besides the actual killing, it felt like everything was pretty much, you know, happening <laughs> for time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, that one is really scary. Yeah. It's like you feel like you can feel the grossness of the house. Like you can smell the rotting food and the gross and how like uh-huh. just uh, like unshowered, unkempt and dirty the people are. Like, it's just really scary. Yeah. Okay, so then I thought of another one. Okay. Now, I wouldn't ever probably put this on a list of like my favorite horror movies mm-hmm. or greatest horror movies or whatever, but like in kind of in that realm of real life, I can't even remember what it's called. It had like Liv Tyler and it had all these people in masks that showed up in like <gasps> yes, home invasion. The strangers. <laughs> the strangers. Oh my gosh. That movie was very disturbing. Yes. And I it's kind of like one of those movies I'm like I'm definitely never watching that. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that in the theater and it was kind of like a big deal at the time because everyone it was like they do this a lot now but it was kind of like the beginnings of this thing where it's like like um the commercials for it would be like tapings of the audience watching it and then reacting to scenes. <sighs> And so it was kind of like this big deal. And I remember going to see it and like the first scene where she's like smoking in the kitchen and he's just like standing behind her and kind of like she doesn't notice him. Like I remember the entire theater like screaming and like freaking out. And it was just such a uh, I love that movie. I've seen it so many times. (laughs) Yeah, I that one was definitely pretty scary. It's so good. That's a good one. Yeah, and obviously the audition was like <sighs> very, and Exorcist is one of my favorites, and Jaws definitely uh, kind of shaped a lot of my just l- likes it mm-hmm. like in life. Like I don't know if it's because of Jaws that I love the ocean so much, or could be, but I'm pretty sure it's because of Jaws that I love sharks, and not from seeing Jaws, but just from <laughs> knowing that Jaws existed in the world. <laughs> yeah, I would say Jaws had the opposite effect, where it was like. And Lake Placid, where I was like, I never want to see a shark or an alligator again. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we've... Should we go ahead and talk about the movies that we did watch? Yes. Yeah, let's get to it. Because neither of them would ever go on my scary no. <laughs> <list. laughs> no, but I would say that they would fit into like a fun, funny... Yes. They slasher. were both very comedic horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time. I laughed watching them and it was almost... I loved like, especially with the slasher, like the mystery aspect of it. Like, I want to find out who the yeah. killer is, blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah. Well, should we say what we did? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We watched Totally Killer and Happy Death Day. Yes. <laughs> Although I watched them in opposite order. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Well, should we talk about Happy Death Day first then? Yes. Um, yeah. I'll give a... Were they both Blumhouse? I think so. Blumhouse does okay. a good amount of the... I think they're kind of like a scary movie only production house, but... They do a lot of uh-huh. the good ones. But yeah, so we'll start with Happy Death Day. Uh, it came out October 13th, 2017. I'm sure it was a Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> Which we had this year. Exactly. <laughs> and it was in October too. Mm. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was directed by Christopher Landon and wrote and written by Scott Lo- Lobdell. And it starred Jessica Roth, uh, Israel Broussard, Ruby Modine, Charles Aitken, and Jason Bale are kind of like our main people. Uh Uh-huh. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... I didn't know how to go into it because, like, I feel like the premise of it can very easily be, like, kind of... It could come off as very, like, cheesy and lame. And people could be like, oh, it's just a scary movie version of Groundhog Day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like it really... I mean, I feel like the Groundhog Day aspect is what really sold it Mm -hmm. for me. Because it started off and it's like, you know, I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I kind of knew it was she would relive the same day over and over. But she starts off so incredibly unlikable. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That I was just, I was was watching it, but I was kind of like tuning it out a little bit Mm -hmm. at the beginning. But once she died the first time I came back, I was like, really hooked yeah well i think she did a really good job of like evolving (laughs) yeah well she did a great yeah that i think was i like my first thought it was like oh is this one of those movies where it's like you're a bad person you need to relive this every single day until you become a good person and think of others and then when that happened and she died again (laughs) i was like okay so we still gotta figure out who the killer is But I do, I like the aspect of not explaining the supernatural element of it. I didn't need the Groundhog Day. Like, it, I didn't need right. it explained. I was like, I totally was just into the story, figuring out who the killer was yeah. and seeing what she was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I basically, because I have watched so many mm-hmm. things like this, and I have watched so many TV shows that are like murder of the week type mm-hmm shows where they have to solve the thing i kind of had a feeling from the beginning that the killer was i don't know i guess i don't know how much we should really i would i I would say i mean it's been out for like six years now so yeah (laughs) so spoilers (laughs) if you have not watched it i would suggest if you're listening to this go watch both of them i found both on um i think i found happy death day on amazon for free i think Oh, for free? I have, I had to rent it. <laughs> oh, I think it was on... Oh, no. I found it on Hulu for free. Oh. 
And then Totally Killer was on Amazon. So, spoiler alert, we are going to talk about the endings and stuff like that. So, yeah, and the killers. Yeah, so please watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, anyway, um, the killer, the final killer. Mm -hmm. Because when they got to the first killer, I was like, okay, but normally it's someone you meet at the very beginning who seems the least assuming of course and so <laughs> you've always met them when her roommate showed up and was the only decent person living in the house mm-hmm. i was like this is suspicious is she the killer <laughs> <laughs> it's always the person who is like i'm the only pure-hearted one there's nothing wrong with me <laughs> <laughs> I, well, the whole time, because she also worked at the hospital, which was um, something that oh, happened yeah. early on, I was like, I thought, is this girl like her sister or are they childhood friends or something? But no, she was just the killer. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> she was jealous. There was definitely a point while I was watching it. Once, what's his, uh, what was his name? The main boy whose room she kept waking up in. His name was Carter. Carter. Once Carter, she told Carter what was going mm-hmm. on because I was the whole time I was like, "You got to tell Carter. Yep. Carter is the one who's going to help you figure." <laughs> He's this out. the brainiac of this operation. <laughs> yeah, and once he told her that she had to figure out who was killing her, I was like, "No, no, 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 no! What you need to be doing <laughs> is focusing on training so that you mm-hmm. can kill the killer before they kill." Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> figure out a way <laughs> to take up some sort of fighting or self defense. Find yourself a gun, a couple of guns, (laughs) some knives. Right, something. Throwing stars. I don't know. Get all the weapons. Yeah, which she kind (laughs) of did towards the end where, you know, when we got the, the, um, what is it called? It's not a red herring, but like the, is it a red herring? The, I mean, kind of, because he really was the killer, but also only because she put it in his head that he should be the killer. Right, yeah. So when she confronts this serial killer who is being treated at a hospital because he had just been caught in a manhunt. The hospital that she was at uh, at some points, she kind of went in with all her weapons, her knives, her guns, and all that (laughs) stuff and was kind of doing her final showdown, but it was not the final showdown. Yeah. That was kind of a cool twist. I like that. Yes, yes. Um, I also kind of thought it was weird that she was being like physically affected by all these murders Mm -hmm. And then it, she ended up in the hospital. And then the next time it was like, but we're going to forget that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I liked the, I like the idea of it, but I wonder if they were like, this might require more <laughs> story than <laughs> what we plan to do. Cause it is only like an hour yeah. and a half, which I think is a really good length. For oh, a scary yeah, yeah. Movie. They were both, both around the same yes. length. It makes it like so much because I always want to start them during the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's usually like it'll end up finishing at mm. dark, you yep. know. <laughs> but that still gives me plenty of time to watch something else to forget about it if it's too scary. <laughs> right, exactly. Did you have um, a favorite part of the movie? I was going to ask you the same <gasps> thing. <laughs> I guess, I guess the ending, mm-hmm. you know, once she and uh, Carter kind of, you know, once she becomes. Like, she's like, oh, you're my friend. Mm -hmm. I think her and Carter's relationship is really my favorite. I mean, Mm -hmm. I like the whole the last day before the last day Mm -hmm. where she's like, I got to mend all my ways. Very Bill Murray at the end of Groundhog's (laughs) Day. 
But I think her and Carter's relationship was definitely my favorite part, per mm-hmm. se. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, not a specific moment, but I yeah. mean, technically, it was the same day over and over again, so it <laughs> shook out. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I really liked the cupcake reveal, and that kind of gave mm. us the reveal that her roommate was the true killer, because... I was look. I remember when she killed the serial killer, and it was like giving the vibe of like, all right, we're wrapping everything up. It's. I was like, we still have quite a bit more time. I was like, what's gonna happen? And the reveal that she died in her sleep because the cupcake was poisoned. That was like such a cool uh, yeah. reveal. That was good. I liked the twist. It definitely worked. Because even though I kind of had a feeling at the beginning mm-hmm. that this girl might be the killer, I wasn't really thinking about mm-hmm. it at the end until the reveal. And then I was like, ah. Yeah. I, got it. I think they did a good job of like making the the main character um, Tree. Is that Tree? Yeah, Tree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I was like, I have to get, I, even though it's like spelled like, the nature tree i was like it's short for teresa it has to be short for teresa her name can't be tree but um i think making her so unlikable and such a bitch to like every single person i was like it really made it unassuming that it was a roommate because i was like oh she's just rude to everyone (laughs) yeah but it was kind of nice the way they kind of they they didn't like shove it in your face, mm-hmm. but they really um, slowly revealed like why she's a bitch, like yes. what you know tragic backstory she had, right. and it was never like a very special moment where she had to like you know break down in tears. Right. It was just kind of like slowly, just kind of in the background revealed, yeah. which I thought worked really well. Me too. I think it was really well written, honestly. Yeah. The only parts that I was like Ugh, were all of her deaths, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Although I will say they weren't particularly gory considering like it was a lot of like if she got stabbed through so, like it would like show the knife on the other side going through something with blood or it wasn't yeah, like yeah, very yeah. gory so i did appreciate but that. it had all those <laughs> knife sounds yes that I hate so much. knife squish <laughs> 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 yeah definitely but yeah i think it was funny did you have a favorite death oh gosh the one, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but the one that keeps popping in my mind, isn't. wasn't there like a lawnmower or, was that not in there? I don't, God, I don't remember a lawnmower. <laughs> I don't remember now, but um, oh, maybe it was something else. Sorry, I had watched something else. But I else did kind of shut my eyes during some of the deaths, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, I, uh. I mean, I think the cupcake one was kind of like, because it was so unexpected. I think that's probably going to be my favorite. Because a lot of the other ones were like, stab, stab, stab. (laughs) Yeah. But I really like the second one when she finally makes it to her birthday party. Mm -hmm. And she's like up in the bedroom with the guy. Playing the loud music. With the mask. (laughs) And it was just like, I don't know. It was just kind of funny. Oh, the bong where where it breaks. And that they're like, I'm going to use the top of the broken bong to stab you. (laughs) (laughs) oh well i mean not the actual death part just the whole scene like where the music is so Mm -hmm. loud she has that big dorky guy there and then he gets killed (laughs) oh i that's one of my like the things that kind of always makes me laugh in these kind of horror movies where it's like because she like turns around and is on her phone texting her friend about how horrible the hookup is going so far because he's (laughs) very cringe um, but like, and the music's so loud and she's like rolling her eyes and in the background, he's just like getting 
like brutally killed and she's just like so unaware <laughs> of it it always makes me laugh yeah. for some reason yeah yeah it was a good one yeah, um i enjoyed it a lot what else what else i don't know i, I there's a second one happy death day to, to you, you. <laughs> and i i really enjoyed it so much that as soon as it was done and i saw that there was a second mm-hmm. one i was like I gotta watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, I do want to watch it, especially because it's the same people. So yeah. maybe go. Maybe it's actually good. Although it was kind of like, why would this happen again? But you know, never know. <laughs> <laughs> She's. I mean, there's still that mystical element that's been unexplained. Maybe she has some sort of tie to the mystical realm. Who knows? True. True. <laughs> but yeah, I did uh, enjoy it and. The oh, I did read something really interesting where you know, like the scene where she wakes up and she walks through the campus naked. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, she was really naked and it was filmed <laughs> on an actual school campus that was active, like students were there, so they had to like really quickly do it and like were shooing students away and be like, No one could take pictures of her, <laughs> please. And apparently, she had a very good experience with it. She said it was very freeing and very like fun to do. She had a very fun expression during yes the entire <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> yes i yeah i really enjoyed it i think it was really 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 great for what it was definitely i agree i agree very good definitely if you're like a horror wimp oh yeah you could still watch it you know yeah. i mean there are the murders but it's not that they're scary. not very graphic <laughs> i would say yeah. And I yeah, I would say if you're going to go off the Apple TV levels, this is probably like a level one. <laughs> yeah. These are probably both level ones because they're like, oh, they're funny. There's like a mystery element. There's a little bit of an adventure with it. So definitely. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to our next movie? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So our next one was Totally Killer. <laughs> Very 80s. Brand new. Yes, very brand new. It <laughs> came out October 6th of this year, so just a few weeks ago. Which is why it is the last thing we're doing. Yep. <laughs> We've done all of November, but we're doing this one because we had to wait until it came out. <laughs> right. <we> it. <laughs> and it was directed by Nanachka Khan, and it was written by David Madelon, Sasha Pearl Raver, and Jen D'Angelo. And I have to say, I saw the like preview on YouTube, Mm -hmm. Netflix's YouTube, or I guess Amazon's YouTube page. Yes. And I first was like, oh, Kiernan Shipka. I I like her from Sabrina. So let me watch this preview. And then I thought it looked really cute. But also the credits had Sasha Pearl Raver, Mm -hmm. who I used to watch on YouTube. I think like Screen Junkies or something. Uh And I always really liked her. And... I was so pleased to see that she had written a movie that I was like, ah, I can watch this movie. Yeah, and it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, then for our cast list, Kiernan Shipka, uh, Olivia Holt, Charlie Gillespie, Lachlan Monroe, Troy Leanne Johnson, Leanna Liberato, Kelsey Moewa, and uh, wait, Sefi Chin Salvo, and Anna Diaz. Oh, and Ella Choi are kind of our main, like, talking uh-huh. cast members. It's kind of a little bit of a bigger cast because we had to do two generations because it's, it's yes. not only an uh, 80s slasher, it's a time travel slasher. <laughs> I know. Both of them were kind of like, you know, taking a, a specific genre or yes. whatever. This one's kind of a Back to the Future reference in yes. a way. <laughs> yeah, because she's going back 
you know, from 2023 to the 80s. I think it was like late <laughs> 80s to save her mom and her friends, which she kind of yes, doesn't because... do. <laughs> Which I didn't realize until right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, she saves her mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, she saves her mom and she does technically help get rid of another movie with two killers. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, so this one I thought was just so funny. I was yes. like really laughing. I don't know if it's just because I'm kind of a child of the 80s. I wasn't a teenager in the mm-hmm. 80s, but I was, you know, very impressionable young person in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so just all of the like 2023 to the 80s <laughs> yes, commentary was very, very right on and funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like it did a good job of servicing like people who grew up in the 80s but also servicing people who grew up after the 80s like yeah like <laughs> i feel like after she time travels back to the late 80s like the first joke of that woman saying you know i can't believe the 80s are almost over i haven't even tried coke yet and then the camera pans over <laughs> and her like two under five-year-old kids yes. are right there and she was like eh, they don't know <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> she's smoking the entire time yeah. <laughs> oh and then she offers to give Kirden Shipka's character a ride somewhere and she's like uh I don't know who you are I'm not getting in your car and she's like would a serial killer wear a Gloria Vanderbilt <laughs> it was just so perfect <laughs> yeah I mean so many of the jokes were I mean I really I texted Josh because I was like he has to watch this movie yeah. even if he it's not scary it's not at it's all really there's nothing there's one kind of scary scene mm-hmm. near the beginning where the mom is yes in that's kind of like present. our introduction to the killer <laughs> so it's like we're not yeah, expecting it was very it. scream like yes and who that was um elizabeth oh banks julie bowen or oh julie bowen. yeah i don't oh, know why she wasn't higher up on the cast list um it was very much like you said like a scream where you think Drew Barrymore is the <laughs> character and she gets killed, right? Let me get <laughs> But yeah. yeah, Julie Bowen, if you know her from Modern Family, um, yeah, she plays right. the mom who gets killed first. <laughs> yes. And I, her dad also, I don't remember oh. his name either. I know you just said all I the guests and I didn't he, even listen. <laughs> he is Lachlan Monroe. I know him personally from uh, White Chicks, mm. but he's also been in quite a few movies. I want to say he was an 80s actor, but I could be wrong about that. Um, it kind of reminded me of Riverdale, where like the 80s actors mm-hmm. were now the parents. You know, the oh, kid, yeah. they were kids in the 80s and now the parents in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he was probably more of like a 90s actor. Um, but he he's one okay. of those people who is like in so many things. Like his IMDb is so long. He's just <laughs> in kind of a lot of things. But he was in like... Um, what's it called? I think he was in Night at the Roxbury and he was in Scary Movie and stuff. So he's been in a lot of like popular culture movies. Right, right, right. I mean, definitely familiar. And I really liked the young versions of Mm -hmm. them too. I thought they were good. They were really funny. I really loved like all of the like, of course, racism. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Where they were the quote unquote red devils and it was, it used to be like a Native American mascot. And it's like, of course, we're in the 80s. (laughs) But then like the friend group was very diverse. You know, it wasn't like racist per se. It was just like, you know, signage and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was funny how they, um, they kind of were like, 
there were a couple moments where she would be like, <laughs> like they would do something or say something, and she was like, please never do that again. That is so <laughs> problematic. <laughs> They kept referring to one person who we never met as Fat Trish. Oh, yeah. And, (laughs) oh, God, what's her character name? What's character? I don't remember anybody's name. (laughs) She's just so, like, known. I know her as, like, the actress because she was, like, in Mad Men and um, whatever. She was Jamie. Jamie? Jamie. Oh, Jamie. With an M. Right, 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 Um, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she she was like, I mean... uh, Trish, <laughs> right? Trish. She can be just Trish, and especially when we find out towards the end that the she is dead, <laughs> that quote unquote fat <laughs> yeah. Trish is dead. I was like, it just is so much worse that they're calling her fat Trish when some of them were responsible for her death. <laughs> yeah. Like we weren't mean to her. <laughs> I was like, well, kind of were, but okay. Except for what you're still calling her, right? <laughs> <laughs> But it just felt so like, yes, okay, the 80s was fucked up. No wonder. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely gives a more modern perspective on things that were happening in the 80s and kids going all (laughs) over. It's just so funny (laughs) to hear her commentating. I can never say the right word for that. Yeah, she's definitely a voice for the audience in the 80s part where you're like, okay. (laughs) I liked it when they were smoking the bag of, oh yes put a pound of weed into the this is the brownies and she's like i don't feel it i could give you a gummy this big (laughs) and you would be stronger than everything in that bag a hundred times oh yeah when when, (laughs) especially when she took the bag and she was like this is like mostly dirt and twigs (laughs) (laughs) and i think she it's so true yeah and i think she even said like god 80s weed was so weak (laughs) <laughs> like I, it's some line almost exactly like that where it's like that's what i hear from people who smoked pot back then and have like their medical card now or whatever they're like it's too strong these days <laughs> it's like oh my god i should okay <laughs> i probably shouldn't admit this on the podcast maybe i'll cut it out but you got your medical card <laughs> when i first realized that my parents smoked mm. pot <laughs> i confronted my my dad i was like do you guys smoke pot and he was like Hun, so the pot we smoke is so weak. <laughs> He's like, it's basically cough medicine. <laughs> I just always thought that was so funny. Like, it's okay though because it has no strength. <laughs> it's not even strong enough to be anywhere near addictive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember when I first started smoking. Like, mm-hmm. you would get an ounce, and it would be just. You know, you'd have to like roll a million seeds uh. down a tray. <laughs> <laughs> and it would come in like hard rock buds. <laughs> yeah, they weren't as like um sticky as they are nowadays, the buds. No, no. <laughs> uh, that was so funny, that aspect of it. That was really like, I felt like I would be that girl, the police officer's <laughs> daughter who was like always high. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah. that would be who I was if I lived in the 80s. Yeah. Plus, there is like this whole plot. I guess it turned into like a major plot, mm-hmm. but it started off as kind of a subplot of there is a podcast <laughs> that was um, about these murders. Yes. And like the whole town had kind of like had murder. Uh, what do you call it? Um, like uh, murder tours. Yeah. Like murder. Like basically stuff. like there was like murder tourism. Tourism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was really funny. And I will say the one thing that was kind of like, I, you know, 
Well, I guess we didn't even mention that her best friend mm-hmm. invented time machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I kind of like that aspect of these kind of movies where it's like, we're going to introduce this sort of like concept that, you know, it doesn't really exist in our society yet, but a kid is going to do it. I also kind of, I like like yeah. <laughs> the almost like outlandishness of it. That's like all of these adult scientists can't figure it out, but this girl, her science fair got it. <laughs> I love the and aspect the, of that. The murderer's knife is what yep. made it um, actually work. Also crazy that they're having the science fair and like a fair. <laughs> I was like, why are there so many people at this abandoned um, right. theme park? <laughs> Oh, they're having the they have They had to make it work. <laughs> At Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I also love how they kind of confronted the idea that, like, time travel movies never make any sense. And it's like, they never really explain it. And then, like, their explanation for how the time machine actually worked was, like, because the knife acted as a metal conductor. They're like, yeah, metal conductor. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were definitely some parts near the end where we were finding out who the killers mm-hmm. killers slash killers were right. that I was like, I don't understand. This is confusing. Oh, yeah. I don't think this makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think they did a good job of making like the moment intense where she has to tra- time travel back. They made it tense enough where it was like kind of almost don't care how it works. You just care that she gets away from the killer and gets back. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first killer, the killer from the 80s, yes. turned out to be the guy who was the mayor <laughs> of <laughs> <Yeah>. the town. <laughs> he was kind of like, a, she when she goes back, he's kind of like a nerd. He kind of gets bullied a lot, but he's like really nice to her and kind of almost sort of yeah. helps her but out. But he was also suspicious because mm-hmm. he randomly was at the first exactly. place of the first murder and, you know, just kind of like also kind of bullied so yeah and we come to find out that he was dating trish and right knew what happened because when she was being bullied at whatever party or something she called him and let him know and so he knows that some of them were responsible for it right that whole trish thing was kind of confusing to me and mm-hmm. didn't really make a lot of sense i kind of was like maybe you should just show me that in a flashback yeah. for me to like i agree really get what was going on i agree and then i didn't and then the second killer ended up being the podcast host who was the son of the anchorman which i did not get at all until the like last scroll where they were talking about yeah i feel like you kind of have to remember (laughs) that the last names are the same because they don't really look alike and it's never really explicitly said until the end (laughs) I was like, this movie is giving me too much credit for my <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> but I felt, I've, I definitely saw that twist coming where it was like, there's still one more killer. I was like, he time traveled back with her because his knife, his oh, hand yeah. was in there. Um, yeah. So I did, I kind of liked that aspect of it where he was like, I have to still do the murders because I need my job and I love podcasts <laughs> for whatever reason and I need to make yeah, this podcast. I, yeah. I feel like the whole final showdown in the Gravitron (laughs) time machine, Mm -hmm. while it was very um, cool, Mm -hmm. like set design or like, you know, set piece, um, I was like, we could have just left it out. I don't need all this talking and monologue. I don't even understand where you're coming from, how you, what's going on. So, you know, that was kind of unnecessary, but 
I did really like the end when they got when she got back and <laughs> her friend's mother. Um, she had like changed all this stuff and most for yes. the better, but like she now had an older brother. Yes. And his name was Jamie and her name was Colette. Name? Was <laughs> Colette. And I liked how when she found out her name was Colette, she was like, you could clearly see on her face, she was like, I do not like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird, <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> that was my favorite, one of my favorite parts. It's just like, what she changed and how she's like well here's the book yep. well, for you. and i like how i guess now her best friend's mom who was like kind of like the person who helped her and brought her back in the past is like an adult but also like her best friend <laughs> was, yeah. i was like that's funny does her mom in the few in the new world know that her daughter went back in the past I mean, by this point. She came back wearing the outfit she wore the whole time she was there. So I would think, but I don't know. Except for the jacket. Except for the jacket. Right. She did. She lost the jacket. Um, but I mean, I would guess until she got to be a certain age and you were like, wait a minute. Someone, a certain psychic girl. Yeah, I would, I would go straight up to my parents and be like, don't you remember me? <laughs> During I called you mom like several times. <laughs> I thought that was really funny how she like the first time she almost called her mom and she was like trying to play it off like mamacita blah 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 and she was like oh you yeah. speak Spanish and you find out the mom is like fluent in Spanish and she says like basically yeah. the fuck off in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job of writing the line between like. Her mother was like a mean girl, mm-hmm. but also not mean. She know? wasn't just like, purely I feel mean. Like, yeah. So I felt like they did a really good job with her character. I really liked mm-hmm. it. I really enjoyed that movie quite a bit. I mean, yeah. there were a couple of things, but you know, every movie has a couple of oh, things. Oh, of course. I mean, I would say my my two things were, and this is actually applies, the first one applies to the first movie, Happy Death Day as well, where it's like one of those movies where it's like, oh, everyone everyone knows how to fight professionally <laughs> or like the killer. At least it's explained and totally killer. Right. Where she, she took self-defense classes. Like it makes sense. But um, when she hits the killer in the face with a brick, I was like, and he starts bleeding everywhere. It's like, <laughs> shouldn't we just look for someone who has a giant bruise on their face? <laughs> but both of them, I was like, why do you not rip the mask off of these people? Right. Just <laughs> know who it is. On the ground. Right. <laughs> and then the whole Gravitron scene where he's like, everyone's being pushed to like the edge of the Gravitron, whatever, because you can't really move. And he's like, I'll just walk along the edge. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> they made like a whole point of if you're not in the middle, you will get like rocket launched or right. something and like you can just walk i guess it does at the <laughs> end but still it was like it took a really long time yeah <laughs> but yeah other than like you know those were like little things they didn't really take me out of the movies yeah. at all um i really enjoyed them i thought they were both well done and really enjoyable <laughs> did you ha- did i did you say your favorite part for totally killer no i didn't um oh gosh i really enjoyed the cabin like sequence Um, like when uh they go to the cabin and i feel like there was a lot of funny stuff in there (laughs) like oh we forgot the vodka and the boys show up and they of course have had the vodka and then you find out that the driver he was like i'm already two shots deep and he was driving there (laughs) like drunk driving in the 80s was just acceptable (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but um i just thought the sequence was great like the action was really cool in that 
part. They were fighting the killer, so. I like it when they show up there and she's like, what? You said we're going to a condo. She's like, it is a condo. She's like, this is not a condo. (laughs) It's like a snowy cabin. And she's like, maybe I was thinking of timeshare. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I felt like that was probably my favorite. Did you already say yours? I think the end when Mm -hmm. she goes back in time. And she realizes everything. (laughs) Everything has changed. I just thought that was really funny. I mean, I really enjoyed both of them a lot. Yeah. And I really thought Totally Killer was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> they leaned, watch it again. <laughs> they leaned more into the funny and like the 80s kitschiness uh, more in that set, uh, Totally Killer. But yeah. yeah. And I really like Kiernan and Shipka. Oh, she's I mean, so good. Just because I really loved the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, another sort of like scary thing that she's in. Um, so yeah. But yeah, I think she did a great job. I thought they were all great. And I th- I would totally recommend these movies to people. Like, they're so much fun. Yeah, both of them were a lot of fun. You can watch them with anyone. Um, maybe not children. Just because... <laughs> they're kind of adult, but <laughs> <laughs> not because they're too scary, but just because they got a lot of um sexual in innuendo. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but they're definitely like it's a good movie to watch with. They're good movies to watch with friends. There's a lot of moments where definitely. you're like you want to like share the moment with someone. Yeah. And especially if you, I mean, maybe, I guess it doesn't matter if you grew up in the 80s or not because mm-hmm. you liked it too. I did. So. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And it always reminded me that horror movies are always young people movies. Like, <laughs> you know, high school kids, mm-hmm. college kids. <laughs> yeah. There's always a, a younger element to get them drawn in to make them feel yeah. like they're in the movie. It makes you think when you're, because I feel like Scream was mm-hmm. the movie that came out when i was the age of the kids in the movie Mm -hmm. um and i always think like probably every person or every generation has like a movie Uh, that is specifically kids horror when you were that very age oh yeah (laughs) definitely yeah scream was definitely that of its time i would be interested to kind of figure out with each sort of decade what it was yeah would you was were you the same age as the Jeepers Creepers kids? I would I would say yes. Or are you younger? Um, when did Jeepers? Let me see. When did Jeepers Creepers come out? Because <laughs> I don't remember, but two thousand one. Okay, I would say yes. I would say this was that was definitely like a a movie that was generational. But the two thousand three remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was probably like that's the screen level where it was like everyone <laughs> talked about it everyone knew like everyone wanted to see it if you couldn't make it to the theater and sneak in because it was rated r then you were like i gotta figure <laughs> out a way to see it yeah i feel like i did see that movie was that one a little more fun a little more campy uh maybe maybe it was a it definitely remake of Jesus, Jesus. definitely more than the original the original i think was more focused on the scary i think they tried to make it more campy but it was definitely a lot more gory there was a lot of gore in the remake but it actually wasn't that bad i think i (laughs) i was fairly scared by it Mm. well (laughs) let us know do you have a horror movie that was exactly the right age that you were the same Mm -hmm. age as the kids in the movie (laughs) (laughs) very impressionable Movies that made an impression on you, like when, especially when you were like a teenager. I feel like that's the time period because you tend to really think a lot about yourself when you're a teenager. 
those are the movies that kind of the time period that really speaks a lot so yeah, yeah. if you've got a, a movie like that let us know what it is and let us know your thoughts <laughs> on these movies yeah and if you didn't watch it then definitely go watch mm-hmm. it i'm sorry that we spoiled it for you but it should still be fun oh yeah still like knowing <laughs> knowing the killers in both of these movies doesn't ruin the movie yeah i mean it was a fun reveal mm-hmm. but i feel like it's more about the fun of the movie than it yes. is about the big twists at the end or whatever yeah it's got enough substance to hand like to especially totally killer i mean yeah definitely the twist i was like i don't even need this (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah i agree (laughs) so yeah definitely recommend and i hope you're having a spooky halloween (laughs) (laughs) eating a lot of reese's pumpkins and ghosts Mm. and watching i'm gonna be in the woods of maine (laughs) (gasps) Uh, prime autumn halloween time (laughs) i'm so jealous (laughs) i'll be here in florida (laughs) where the leaves don't change they just fall off and die but i'll be hopefully there'll still be some leaves on the tree when you go up there oh yeah yeah i feel like the leaves changing is getting pushed more and more farther back as the years go on so i think you're definitely going around a time that is high potential I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yes, I'm excited to see your pictures. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. But when we come back, we will be next month finishing up Pride and Precious. Uh, we'll be doing the second half. We've already recorded them. And so good. We loved it. So. I loved it. I'm, I'm excited to see it, how people respond to the conclusion of it, if they're reading it for the first time or anything like that. So it was, yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that's it for today. Yes. Thank you guys for uh, joining us on this Hall- special Halloween episode. Yes, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Bye. <laughs> if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can DM us on Instagram at Manners and Madness Pod, or you can DM us on Twitter at Manners Madness, or you could email us at Gmail using mannersmadness at gmail.com. And if you would like to leave a voice message on our website, you can at managedabandus.com. And it's about a minute long. Yes. And we would absolutely love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify or the podcast app of your choice. It really means a lot to us and helps get more people to listen to the podcast. Also, we have a donate button, which is on our website, Mm managedabandus.com as well. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely any help is very much appreciated very much thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week good night bye